This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Got a big five o'clock hour. Coming up next, Miss Kelly in the Sports Center. But joining us now, the greatest Dallas Fort Worth media columnist, radio host, and all around badass. It's me, Randy Galloway. Randy! Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, guys. Oh, man, <laughs> dude. Thank you so much for taking time to join us. Uh, the great Randy Galloway. Look, with something happening like Dirk shutting it down. Uh, we need your perspective. And Skin pointed out that you have the greatest Dirk line of all time, which isn't unusual for you to have the greatest line about a topic, but is that Dirk saves all butts. <laughs> well, that was the Dirk we knew uh, through all of those uh, 21 years. Not all of them were high, high, high. We do remember 06. But even then, you know, Dirk was Dirk. And guys, the last 48 hours since Wednesday night, it's – Almost like your best friend in sixth grade. He and the family, they moved off to the West Coast and you're never going to see him again. And that hurts. That hurts. You know you'll get over it. You'll find a new best friend and you'll move on. But right now, thinking about never seeing Dirk playing basketball uh, with a Maverick uniform on, that uh, that stings a little bit. It, it does. It stings a lot. It's 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 really you know this is what the this is what the word bittersweet is all about because you're you're happy for him. I mean, Harp said the other night on the broadcast, he's like, "Oh man, Dirk's getting ready to go live his best life," and and, <laughs> and Harp knows a little something about hanging yeah. it up, right? Yeah. But uh, but but Dirk just meant so much to so many people, and you know you've been in the thick of this for for all these years, and you know what football is about here. But Dirk really meant so much to Dallasites and it's kind of it's kind of crazy because football's number one but somehow Dirk became number one yeah and it's that you'd be as long as I've been here and you guys have been around forever too uh you know we've seen uh, greatness in, in different sports and and by the way we've seen greatness and class uh combined but that's certainly much more rare but it's you know the same thing that Larry said uh Tuesday night, uh, Scotty said, Rick always says, um, the class element with, uh, with Dirk is, 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 well, way off the charts. And, uh, that combined with that greatness, I, you know, other guys that have come through here, uh, since the Cowboys arrived in 1960, we can name other names, but we all know this Dirk is tied for first. Yeah. Uh, he's tied for first. Uh, with all the people that qualify under greatness with just extreme class. And Dirk's mom and daddy, they should have opened a sperm farm. It's a, uh, <laughs> well, it's, well, you, you, and I'm not talking about just for basketball reasons. I'm talking yeah. about human, human beings reasons. 
because if all human beings were like dirt, <laughs> we'd just have us a hell of a world. It would be it would be a good one. And that's uh I mean that's the ultimate compliment that that I think we can pay dirt. Now we looked at it and I did for all these years since the day he arrived, you look at it from a media standpoint and I I really appreciated the words of my friend, your friend, the great Dwayne Price on Mavs dot com today. If you hadn't read his column, read it. Uh, Mac England, the Star Telegram this morning. If you hadn't read his column, read it. And of course, Brad Townsend, who's just as good as it gets anywhere in the United States mm-hmm. when it comes to writing sports. All of his words on this, I think they uh, they say what I'd be trying to say. Looking at Dirk, not from a fan standpoint, um, but from a media standpoint, and and kind of how he dealt with us. And boy, we can be stupid. We can really be <laughs> stupid in the media. But all the years, how he dealt with us, and I, you know, I'll bring it up again. The '06 thing that was hard, man. That was hard for Dirk, but God, just just the total class. Uh, uh, that he gave us, and <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a guy that when he retires, I mean it's not it's not fake words or false words to say we're going to miss him. We're really going to miss him. Uh, anybody in the media is going to miss him, and then that goes to you know fans, organization, everybody involved. You know, it's really well said, and 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 you're right. Him being tied for first, and I just it's hard when you're right in the moment, you know, because all my emotion, all my thoughts are are on Dirk. But who are the other guys for you that you you kind of put on that same level that have ever come through Dallas Fort Worth? Well, I'd say you know you start with Roger, uh, maybe even you start with uh, with Landry, and but Landry was a guy that. Uh, uh, until that American Express commercial, he always left his personality at home. Uh, you didn't see that from a, from a Landry. And later on, he, even when the Cowboys were going bad under Tom in the 80s, he kind of opened up a little bit personality-wise. But I think you, you start with uh, with Roger. You go to you obviously go to Nolan Ryan. Uh, you know, you can go – you, you can go down the list of, of so many Cowboys, uh, and you can go down the list. Of course, I'm prejudiced. I've got to say Derek and Rose. Mm-hmm. You know they were my sons mm-hmm. uh, back, in, back in the days when, when, they were just, uh, when they were just kids. But Madonna, uh, you know, you can go over a lot of different names, but uh, Dirk, I got it. He's tied for first with anybody you want to put up there. If not the leader in the clubhouse, who knows? But he's uh, that's that's what he's meant here over the years. And what I still over the last week, I, I, I've harked back to Donnie Nelson. Let's don't, and I know Donnie's gotten some recognition this, but I don't think near enough that the state of the Mavericks bottom feeders, total bottom feeders in 1998, had been bottom feeders the entire decade, and then. Frank Zaccanelli, now there's a name from the past, yeah. <laughs> hires, he's running the basketball team, uh, the desperate basketball team for Ross Perot Jr., and Zaccanelli hires Don Nelson. And I, I lost a bet to Zaccanelli 
no way Don Nelson would ever take this job. He takes it, brings in his son, who I didn't know, whatever. And here's Donnie convincing dad, you got to take this 12-year-old seven-foot German <laughs> that nobody had ever heard of. Wait a minute, Paul Pierce is there. Did you see the draft? He's there. And it's on and on and on uh, that he talked him into making, you know, making that pick again for a desperate franchise that just had to get this thing right uh, and pick the right player. And at the same time, Donnie goes, hey, Dad, uh, there's a guy in Phoenix not playing that much, but he's going to be a Steve Nash. We got to bring him in. And so, I mean, just just to uh, uh, bring in those two players for the franchise in the desperate state it was in. And uh, so, you know, I know you guys do it, but salute Donnie, too, because that, that took some big coconuts uh, on both those cases, and he turned out to be so, so right. Did you think anybody else that's ever traded or acquired two MVPs on the same day? I can't imagine there's a long right. list, baby. Yeah, Google that. Right. Hey, <laughs> See if that's happened. Yeah. And Randy, we want to. You may already be aware of this, but I know you're going to love it. Uh, you were giving praise to Brad Townsend. He's got a piece coming out on Sunday in the Sunday paper about Dirk and Holger and Donnie, and he does it in that Brad Townsend way. It's just going to be spectacular reading coming up. I I will be waiting to read it right here on this uh, cheap little Dell computer that I've got because I am a. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Brad Townsend. I did, like I said, it does, uh, sports writing wise, it does not get better in the uni- United States. Period. Absolutely. And uh, what Brad does. Well, man, uh, what are you doing these days? I'm assuming you're spending a little time out there on the golf course. Well, not so much anymore. I'm out there. I wouldn't call it golf, but what I do basically, guys, is nothing. And I'm damn good at it. I am great <laughs> at um, at doing nothing, and I I really like doing. I really like this nothing lifestyle. And then I've got, you know, grandkids playing uh, uh, basketball, volleyball, running track, playing golf. So I'm uh, I kind of chase them and try to coach them. They do not listen to me. They are advised. <laughs> never to listen to me on any of this stuff but uh yeah it's uh uh it, it's it's a good time i love doing what i was did for like 50 years as a sports writer 29 years on the radio and i probably would have been on 40 except for you two guys y'all kind of retired <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> and, uh, uh, it was uh but i love that lifestyle but i, I sound like this Probably even better, just uh, the doing uh, the doing nothing uh, uh, part of it. And by the way, I got to say now, the two guys that started when I first met you guys, I think you were midnight to <laughs> seven o'clock on the ticket. <laughs> you had, it was some weird ass, <laughs> somewhere maybe midnight to five a.m. on right. the ticket, and then of course the pleasure of having you come to ESPN. We worked together all those years. And and now on to the fan. You guys are killing it. Good for you. I I like to take credit for that too. You, you would you acted like you weren't listening to my advice. <laughs> <laughs> we were definitely listening to every word. <laughs> Whatever. But no, you're killing it and uh I'm proud of you guys.
Wow, man, that that means a lot. Yeah, the uh, you know, your your new lifestyle. You don't miss dealing with any uh, corporate radio executives. <laughs> you know what? I liked I liked dealing with those guys because uh, I could aggravate the hell out of them. <laughs> do this long. They, I knew they wouldn't fire me, so I, I loved to. Well, as you know, the uh, aggravation part was uh, me aggravating the uh, suits was uh, was something I took great pleasure in. My my favorite Randy Galloway story is from the radio side. Was there was an issue? I think it was the Mavericks. Uh, you know that hey, Randy, the Mavericks came back from this game, and you called them bums and gutless that, pigs. Yeah, gutless pigs, gutless pigs, and Randy, that's personal. So you can't make a personal attack. You need to go apologize. You're like, all right. So you get on the air. You're like, hey, listen, I've been told I went a little too far by calling the Mavs gutless pigs. So I would like to double down because they were gutless pigs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You probably can't get away with that kind of stuff anymore. But again, that was uh, the aggravation thing when it came to the suits. Was uh, I like doing that stuff? That was that was good, real good on the deal. Well, listen, man, keep enjoying doing nothing. Watch your little Masters this weekend. Uh, We got to catch up real soon. But anytime you feel the need. Uh, to reach out to the masses. You got a platform right here, man. Hey, will do, guys. Enjoyed it, okay? Hey, thank you, Randy. Really appreciate right. the time. All right, see you. It goes right, the great Randy Galloway. And nowadays, out of necessity, a, a staff will say, hey, listen, you got to be a writer and a host, or you got you writers, you need to be radio hosts or podcast hosts or, or vice versa. And some people are good at it, but Randy, not out of necessity, just because he was a beast, was a super talented columnist and a super talented radio host. And because he was so good at each thing, he made it look easy. Yeah. Oh, it's, it must be easy to write columns. It must be easy to do talk shows on the radio. And man, he is just one of a kind, such a pleasure working with him, learning from him for all those years. And I just would love it because he'd walk in he'd be chewing on a cigar, not smoking it, <laughs> chewing on a cigar and he'd walk in for his show, and we'd still be on the air, and he'd kind of kick the door in the studio during the first commercial break since he's there, and he's wearing sunglasses still indoors. He goes, which one of you dumbasses said this? <laughs> like, he was not different. He did not play a no. character. He was always the same, and uh, he would spit fire nonstop, and everybody in that building worshipped the ground he walked on. It was such a pleasure to work with him, and I just don't think you could have a major story like this and not hear Randy's voice, and so I'm grateful that he took the time to call in. Absolutely, man. I'm going to make this super, super quick because Randy saved us, and we've talked about this. When we were at the fan the first time, it was going poorly. We hated our boss, and he hated us. He wanted us gone, and and remember, the Mavs were playing the Spurs in the playoffs. It's Friday right before game one. I'm getting ready to go down there that weekend and do the game, and Bigby comes in and goes, you guys are not going to talk Spurs-Mavs once. We have a four-hour radio show. The playoffs are starting. He's just being a jerk. And Ben and I are at, like, our wits end. Like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Go down, game one. Game is over. And I go to the watering hole in San Antonio where everybody goes. And I really didn't know how much Randy knew about us or was paying attention to us or what. And I'm standing there with Sefco. And Randy walks up. He doesn't even say hello or anything. He goes, we need to get you guys over there with us. <laughs> and it was, I mean, I can't tell you how good that made me feel when yeah. we were just like struggling to keep our heads above ours. Yeah. Like someone 
out there believes in us. It yeah. Was, it was really great. So. Yeah. God bless you, Randy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.